Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico. We've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, a couple of changes, and I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute. Um, but let me remind everybody, of course, we are live every Thursdays uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Central, unless otherwise uh, specified. And tonight we're going to have a little bit shorter broadcast, and I'll explain about that in just a moment. But uh, normally you can find us every Thursday uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Central here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And best way to find us is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live, or just simply type golf talk live up in the search key and that will take you to the main page and of course we'll be front and center right there Um, for some reason if you can't join us live not to worry just scroll down on that uh, page and uh, you'll find the on demand section and that's where all of the previously aired shows including tonight's uh, are there in their entirety in the recorded version so if you can't tune in live just visit that link blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live and just scroll down to the on demand section and click on the show uh, or shows that you may have missed, uh, including tonight. So, uh, but for those of you joining us live, we're, we're glad that you're, uh, you're tuning in, and I'm, I'm very excited about tonight's broadcast. Uh, some other ways that you can tune in as well, uh, if you go to uh, iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, or TuneIn.com, and again, just type in Golf Talk Live, you can listen on any of those great social media platforms as well. So lots of great ways to connect with the show. You're also welcome to, to uh, call into the broadcast anytime on Thursday during the live uh, show. Uh, the number to call is area code 646-716-4667. Uh, or you're welcome to email any questions or comments to me personally, uh, either during the broadcast or any time after. My email is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And also, if you're somebody in the golf industry and uh, you're wanting to maybe uh, connect with me and maybe you're interested in coming on the show, uh, again, by all means, feel free to reach out to me to my email. And again, it's ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And I'd love to... Uh, talk to you about maybe being a guest on the show so uh, feel free to reach out to me when it's convenient for you uh, other great ways to connect as well through social media I'm on social media personally and through some pages uh, personally you can go to uh, facebook.com forward slash uh, Ted Odorico and that will take you to my main uh, home page which is of course my personal page and uh, I post all of the shows each and every week in their entirety there so you can find out who's going to be on the show and and uh, the times and so forth uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Ted and Buck CEO. Uh, CEO is, of course, in capital letters. Uh, and thanks for all of the uh, new and recent followers uh, there on Twitter. Uh, you can also, under my personal page, again, Ted Odorico on LinkedIn.com. I post there every week, uh, every week as well about the show. So uh, feel free to connect with me on any of those or all of them, uh, whichever uh, works best for you. So I'm always glad to connect with new people. Um, also, don't forget, every Tuesday mornings, uh, again, unless otherwise uh, specified on the blogtalkradio.com network, uh, my good friend, LPJ professional and Legends Tour player, Cindy Miller and I co-host the Women of Golf. And of course, we'll be coming up with another great show uh, next Tuesday uh, from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you tune into that as well. 
Uh, and again, you can also uh, get that show on iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and TuneIn.com. Again, just type in Women of Golf as opposed to uh, Golf Talk Live, and uh, you can listen to it uh, on those social media platforms. Uh, as I mentioned, I've got a great show tonight. I'm uh, very excited uh, to welcome back a, a very good friend. Uh, we've become good friends over here the last year. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, Dennis Jordan. He's the golf dude in the basement, as, uh, as he's affectionately known. Um, one of the things we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk about what he's been doing since the last time he was on the show, which was about eight months ago. And just a quick side note, uh, you might have noticed I haven't mentioned anything about Coach's, uh, Coach's Corner this week. Uh, I decided to give the, the folks a break this week since it was just my first uh, show back. I took a little hiatus last Thursday, uh, as I'm sure you're aware, we didn't have a show last week. And I decided since it was the first show back from a long weekend um, that I would give the Coach's Corner panel. So it will be back next week. Uh, and then, of course, uh, another great interview to follow. But this week, it's just going to be Dennis and I for a little while, and we're going to talk about some uh, interesting things that he's been up to. And let me just tell you a little bit about him, and then I'm going to bring him on and let him join the show. Um, as you may recall, uh, Dennis, of course, affectionately known as the golf dude in the basement, uh, came on the show about eight months ago. Uh, he was born in Philadelphia December 12, 1952, and began playing golf at age 13. Uh, he's done literally everything from playing competitive sports, including golf, to recovering from a severe brain injury accident that nearly took his life. Uh, showing the rest of us, no matter what life throws at you, uh, with a little drive, perseverance, and a lot of hard work, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Uh, Dennis teaches clinics, seminars, individual lessons, and speaks on prominent golf podcasts like Golf Talk Live. Uh, he also created some great golf DVDs, which we're going to talk about uh, a little bit later in the show, that are going to be for sale uh, on his website and I'll tell you that link in just a minute, uh, under the title Golf Dude in the Basement, uh, and it shares some of his experience and discussions that he's had with many golf experts uh, throughout the game. Uh, the website is dennisjordangolfusa.com. That's www.dennisjordangolfusa.com, and I'll refer to that throughout the show as we go on. Uh, just for those of you after the show, uh, you can go and check out uh, some of the great information that he's got there. So without any further ado, let me welcome my very special guest tonight, uh, the golf dude himself, uh, Dennis Jordan. Welcome, Jenna. Hey, Ted. How are you, sir? I'm I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, for joining me tonight. My pleasure, buddy. You know, when we last uh, we last talked, I mean, you and I have talked quite a bit uh, over this last year. You know, personally on the phone, and and we've messaged one another back and forth a number of times about different things. Um, but I want to go back, just for those that maybe didn't get a chance to tune in uh, to the episode the last time, we're going to talk about a little bit about the past, and then we're going to talk about the future, what you're doing now, and what your, some of your future plans, uh, as, as you've uh, uh, put out here in, on your website. And, but first, I want to talk well, about, you know, for those that may not know, Dennis was a very prominent businessman for a number of years. He, uh, as he puts it, figures out how to get the job done. Uh, he's very good at building relationships with people and helps them overcome their fears. Uh, by taking action, uh, and he can reach anybody he passes uh, on those skills to his family and, of course, his friends, and I'm glad to be counted as one of them. So let's talk a little bit about your, your background in, in business and that, um, sort of how you got started, and just a little bit about some of your business experience so people understand. Sure. Uh, well, to be specific, in business, on 4 1974 I got a job with Gray Bar Electric in Roanoke, Virginia. Now, <laughs> the funny thing is, 4-1, that was her bonus day. It wasn't April Fool's Day. <laughs> so my first day there, right. everybody was very nice. <laughs> and I started 
it was called a receiving clerk. That was like the bottom of the line. Mm-hmm. In the warehouse, McKill come in the warehouse, you just check it in, you put it on the shelf, stuff like that. So I just did my right. thing. You know, diligence. I just worked hard, worked hard, and just kept getting promoted. I mean, it just happened almost naturally. Then one day, my boss comes up to me and says, Dan, we want to promote you again. We want to send you down to Graybar Greensboro where you'll be uh, in a, a minor management job. That's a really cool part. I was in charge of handling one account that had like four people working for me. That account was Western Electric. Western wow. Electric in those days was Graybar Electric's largest customer across the nation maybe. Mm. I invented a way to handle that account. I absolutely start from scratch. So, you know, the beat went on, just kept getting promoted, getting promoted, getting promoted. And then <laughs> I got up to Baltimore and I figured it out. How was I going to succeed? Well, there you go, secret. I just decided to outwork everybody and to be a nice man. And that worked. I was in management. Hmm. 1988, I got a little bit tired of management. I knew this great man who's the best salesman I ever met. So I said, okay, I want to go into sales. First year, I had one really big order. All the general electric lighting and lamps for total construction of oil park at Camden Yards. Whoosh. The second wow. year, my largest order was like a three-quarter of a million-dollar order at Johns Hopkins Hospital. Maybe half mil, maybe 750. I forget exactly. But when you threw everything in, the gear, the pipe, the wire, the fittings, boom. It was a big order. So I continued to do the sales game. Uh, worked for different representative agencies. And well, now I'll go back to the Grey Boy thing. In 1996, I just decided, oh, what the heck. I want to be a professional golfer. I already told Mr. Hogan that at 20 days later the year before, which he answered very nicely. But, you know, 1996, I just didn't want to give up. So I went down to West Palm Beach, uh, Florida, and played on a mini tour for eh, a month, six weeks at tops. Not just so-so. So I came back to the Baltimore area, started to, you know, just work, work, work to provide for the family. That was a key word, even back then, provide. So yep. 1998... At the fifth time in a row, I tried to qualify again for the U.S. Open. <laughs> Here's the really cool part. I worked my butt off to get ready for that thing. I worked my butt off. I'm on the first tee, like 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the sun's coming up in the horizon. So I tell myself one thing. Stay down on the ball. Stay down on the ball. 
Well, I hit my drive. It felt okay. But I look up, and the sun's in my eyes. The sun's in my eyes. So I go back to my younger son, Tim. <laughs> I gave him two jobs. Tim, keep your eye on the ball and carry my clothes. That's it. So I go back to him and say, Tim, <laughs> where's my ball? <laughs> no response. Tim, where's my ball? <laughs> no response. Finally, I just do the father thing. Tim, where's my doggone ball? He said, Dad, the sun was in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I played very good that day. Very good. I, uh, man, I lift out seriously, seriously, three putts on the back nine. And I lost to a pro by three. That's the closest I ever got to U.S. Open. So the beat went on. In 2003, I started my own electrical representative agency. Just worked, 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 worked. And I'll tell you what. We had four guys in our company, four people. We were great. We were better than the bigger companies by far. So then it happened. November 14, 2012, I walk across the street, getting back to my uh, office, and boom, ran over by the car. Traumatic brain injury, broken back, broken sternum, and like my golfing hero, Ben Hogan, a crushed pelvis. Whoosh. Yeah. Amazing. Recently, I had to get x-rays taken on my pelvis again, and something amazing. I saw the x-ray they took, and my great, smart daughter, she just got me a copy of it. And what was in my pelvis I saw for the first time? Hmm. Two bolts. Two bolts. <laughs> the only thing I could think to myself <laughs> in my messed up brain was, man, I wonder if Mr. Hogan had those baby dolls. Woo! <laughs> Well, let me let me just say this. Let me just interject for just a second. You know, yeah, for, for yeah, listeners yeah. tuning in, and and yeah, and, and one of the things I just want to sort of go back over to make sure that everybody understands. Um, you know, as you started out, you know, you you obviously developed a very prominent uh, business uh, career. Um, you know, leading up to obviously your accident, and and the reason why I want to talk, uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about that first is because it'll sort of fall into line as we continue on our, our conversation uh, a little bit later on. Um, but I, I want to, I want people to, to appreciate this, um, that this is an individual back in 2012 that literally just walking across the street like anybody else, like you or I uh, out there, and was literally hit by a car knocking him uh, onto the street and literally thrown back um, you know, to the sidewalk. And as you put it, did a, a vertical landing on the sidewalk and landed on your head. And this caused, of course, the traumatic brain injury. Uh, and as you mentioned, you broke your back and, and sternum and, and crushed your pelvis, um, much like, uh, of course, uh, the, the late, great Ben Hogan. And right. the, the important thing that I, that I really want to, to stress about this was at that time, based on the doctor's understanding of what had happened and what they observed, they didn't expect you to survive. In fact, they basically 
uh, told your son um, that you weren't going to make it, that you were more than likely gonna, going to die. Um, but as you put it, um, there were other other uh, powers at work, if you will, and, and you, you grapple onto your, your Christianity and, and your spirituality, and you talk about how Jesus Christ had other plans for you. We're going to talk about that in a second. But, <clears throat> pardon me, I really want people to understand that are tuning into the show tonight that the importance of that period in your life, how not only traumatic it was for you, but obviously your family that was around you. Um, and we're going to talk about here in a little bit how you've really changed that around from a moment in your life that may have been life-ending to using it as an opportunity to help others. And again, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, obviously there had to be initial shell shock, if you will, for you um, when you heard that um, about, you know, from the doctors as well, that there was a strong possibility that, that you might not make it, correct? I never heard it. Three doctors told my son that. Right. <laughs> Those doctors never will see me. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and obviously at some point you, you know, you were given that information, you know, through your son or through family, but, you know, this was something that, you know, at that time, um, you know, that's what they believed. And, and obviously it, the fact that we're talking here tonight, you've proved them wrong. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about your spirituality because, and again, I know this is not for those tuning into the, the show. Um, it's important that I give him an opportunity to talk a little bit about this. I know it's not about golf, um, but it, it is important because there are a lot of folks out there. And again, we're going to touch on this in a little bit um, that are dealing with very similar circumstances um, to what you have gone through. And there's a reason why this was important. So just maybe talk a little bit about your spirituality, how that has helped you to get to where you are today. Whoa. Uh, well, that's funny. Spirituality is a very special word. I've always been, uh, you know, tied into the Catholic Church. It started at a very early age. I was an older boy. And honorable. I went to high school at St. Joe's Prep in Philadelphia. I got very close to Jesuit priests. Very close. Uh, in 1984, my father, he died in my arms. I gave the eulogy at his church. But, uh, the spirituality part, that's a gift I got from Jesus Christ. He found me. I was in a coma. And I know that you've... After, yeah, yeah. I was in a coma as I got ran over. <laughs> I described it to somebody recently. I always was a very good basketball player. Basketball, basketball, basketball. When I was in a coma, <laughs> it was almost like Jesus Christ gave me an elbow in the head. Wake up then, boom! And then, <laughs> I don't know, over the past year or two, something just very special happened. And it's just that, you know, one of the things is, I just want to help others. 
And right. I've already given this a, I've already given this a lot of thought, a lot of thought in my quote unquote traumatically injured brain. <laughs> I mean, there's like twenty five different ways I came up with. I just want to help people. Help people. And that's what I'm doing now with the golf though. There'll be other ways, but with the golf. Right. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, as an example, yeah, as an example, I mean, you talk about how really you feel that you've been given a second chance at life because of what has happened and the fact that, um, again, through your faith and that you've you developed a, a belief of that. And, it, and it's important because, as you put, you're, you're on a journey and we all are on journeys and we have different ups and downs in our life. Um, but you were you were dealt a significant blow in your life that potentially um, was very close to possibly costing you your life. But you believe, again, with the help of your spirituality, that there is a reason why you were meant not only to be put on this planet, but you were meant to um, survive that and continue to grow and, and develop as a human being. And as you very eloquently put it, you want to be able to, to use the knowledge that you've gained over the years and continue to gain to be able to go out and help others. And golf is purely a vessel that you're using to do that, correct? Yes, it's just it's just a vessel, a venue, a tool. As my great friend A.J. Bernard yep. would say, it's a tool. Use it. And that's what I'm doing. You know, you use the word journey. Right. I love that word. I am on a journey. I am on a mission. <laughs> And I'm not going to give up. I'll make it. No, I agree. Yeah, I ha- I have no doubt. You know, Dennis, one of the things that, that really has impressed me about your story is is not just the, the survival uh, aspect of it, but uh, as I mentioned in the, in the opening um, uh, bit where I talk about a little bit about your background, is that you're a, a very determined individual, have been all your life. I mean, that's why you were successful in, in your business career and continue to be successful is no matter what challenges that you're faced with, um, you know, you don't give up and you're going to find a way. It might be a difficult journey at times, but you're going to find a way to overcome some of these hurdles. Uh, and that just builds, continues to not only build your physical and mental strength, uh, but build your, your spiritual strength as well. And that's, part of why you want to pass things on and and folks yeah. the reason why i wanted to to sort of lay the yeah lay the groundwork for that is because one of the things that you've chosen to do and i want to read something out and then i'm gonna let you uh expand on it is you've decided to reach out um to many of the military uh who also have uh had some injuries and so forth and i'm going to read something out dennis um that you have on your website about that and then i want you to Please. talk a little yeah. bit more detail about it yeah. uh yeah and and as pertaining to the military, golf has been used as a therapy for injured veterans. Uh, we've talked about that on the show before, and veterans with PTSD, which is a very, very big issue right now with many of the servicemen and women that are coming back from deployments. Um, not only have they been physically injured, uh, some similar injuries perhaps to what you've had, but many of them are coming back with traumatic brain injuries um, and, and also uh, just a lot of uh, brokenness, if you will. And Dennis has decided to uh, to really rise up and, and go on a mission to help the veterans of the U.S. military and their, uh, with their golf game uh, as one of the, again, tools or vessels that he's using. So if you have, obviously, traumatic stress or injury from military and uh, use uh, golf as, as therapy, certainly Dennis wants to hear from you, and he'll certainly do his best to help you uh, excel at the game. So I want to 
uh, get you to, to sort of talk a little bit more about that. One of the reasons why you sort of grappled to the military um, and um, maybe some of the things that you've done over the last, since we've spoken the last time, I know, I know because you've shared it with me personally, but I'd like for you to share it with the audience. Some of the ways that you're uh, reaching out to the military to help them. Military was a natural thing for me. In fact, it was my first step. Uh, my brother was a Marine, and he served in Korea. Korean War. His son mm-hmm. was a Marine. He served in Vietnam. My cousin, Charles Timothy Jordan, was in the Army. He fought in Korea. He was killed in Korea. So from a family aspect, it was sort of natural. In 2005, A.J. Bernard invited me to come cross-country and help him at a golf seminar. And that's where I met retired Lieutenant Commander Bob Wilson. I served on the Kitty Hawk aircraft carrier and due to certain things, the cable who's out of position, showing some bravery to get the attention of a pilot, and the cable just zapped him at the knees. And he lost his, his legs from knees on down, metal legs from knees down. So, you know, hmm. that whole military thing, it just blew me away. I mean, when I woke, you know, about two years ago, I'm watching TV. All of a sudden, somebody turns the lights out. Zap in my brain. I have this huge brain seizure. Huge. A brain surgery. I now have a brain shunt, valve, and catheter in my brain. My brain is great. You know, you talk about PTSD. You know, you talk pressure, this and that. You know, pressure, these people who have served this country, who have fought for this country, that's pressure. Right. You know? I agree. I never I never served this country. I never fought for this country. Could you imagine picking up a weapon? I mean, think of all the things you've learned in life. These people know how to operate weapons. Trying to save other people's lives. Serve this right. nation. Right, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah, I certainly agree. Now, you've, as you said, you were you were starting to tell the story. You know, you've reached out um, with the help of, of uh, your good friend AJ Bonner, of course, who's been a guest on the show. And AJ, of course, is a a very prominent uh, golf uh, professional out in uh, the California area, and uh, right. you've become uh, obviously friends with him and. And he's uh, given you an opportunity as well to to work with him in, in other ways. But uh, you reached out and, and sure, if you wouldn't mind um, a story you went uh, that you went back. I think you said it was in November uh, to Camp Pendleton. Share a little bit about that. That was really cool. Uh, first time I had ever been on a military base. And it amazed me. It amazed me. Uh, one of the things that amazed me, you got to pass through this 
sort of like it looks like a toll booth or something, you know, where Marines mm-hmm. are actually in a little booth and they check your ID and they give you the okay to go there. Right. You know, that amazed me. I never, I never experienced that in my life. So we're just driving through the country, getting to the golf course, and you know, <laughs> there's no green grass at all. It's just sort of barren little hills, little bumps, little this, little that. And I keep saying to myself, where in the heck is, <laughs> is the course at? All of a sudden, we go around this bend. <laughs> Boom! There it is. So anyway, I'd ask Joe for permission if I could, you know, speak to the wounded warriors as they're referred to. He said, sure thing, Dan. Mm-hmm. He was very nice about it. Very kind. Let me do this. So... Before the clinic started, I just stood up in front of them. Yeah, maybe uh, 30 of them, something like that. Assistant pros and stuff like that. And, you know, you're in a position like that. There's like one thing to do. And that's to speak the truth. And I just told them that I admired them. I respected them. Because they served this nation, they fought for this nation. I told them about my brother and son who had both been Marines. Uh, I, met, I might have mentioned Charles in the Army, I'm not quite sure. And just because I was there, because I wanted to help them, help them play golf, you know, and just do my, you know, golf thing. <clears throat> and then Joe, and I didn't expect this at all. I had a hard time standing at the time. He just gives me his forearm, and I just grab hold of it. And he says, Joe? And Joe says to me, Dan, why don't you tell everybody about what happened to you? Whoa. Right. I wasn't expecting that. So I just told him. At the end, I just, my climax to them was, you served this nation, you fought for this nation, I want to help you. I then salute them all, pounded my chest, pointed to my two WWJD bracelets, and said, May God bless you all. They all applauded. You know, Dennis, one of the things and, and why I think it's important that I, you know, that I wanted to share this with my audience tonight um, by having you come back on is for a number of reasons. One of the things that I love about the golf industry is it's one of the, uh, you know, certainly a lot of other industries uh, do a lot of great uh, work through charities and, and foundations and things like that. But nobody, and I mean, it's not even a close comparison Nobody does more for charities and, and different uh, organizations than the golf industry does through not just professional tournaments, but even at the grassroots level. And one of the challenges right now for the military, um, those coming back and those that will come back, even if they aren't physically wounded, if they were fortunate enough uh, not to sustain uh, a physical, physical injury, many of them are coming back um, with you know, PTSD and, and just other um, issues and challenges that they're faced with. 
And what's been proven through great organizations like the Wounded Warrior Project and, and other uh, great uh, organizations out there that are helping uh, not only with transitions back into civilian life for those that are, are going back that maybe have retired from the military um, uh, or have served their time and, and they're looking to transition. One of the things, I, I had a gentleman uh, a few years back who was a, a golf professional. He works with a great organization. He's out in, I believe, in the Dallas area now. And he talked to me uh, about one of the things that a lot of the servicemen and women wanted to, to be able to do. Many of them played golf before they got into the service, but maybe you know weren't able to do so during, obviously because they're deployed or, or they're in active duty. And one of the things that they wanted to do was to be able to pick it back up again, but some of them were unsure and unclear uh, for two reasons. One, they hadn't played in a little while, but also, uh, again, because they sustained injuries and so forth, they weren't sure if they could. And there's a lot of great people out that are showing them how to sort of find their way back out in the golf course, and it's getting some great, great results. And I know this is one of the things that you're wanting to do is to play a, a major role in that and reaching out. And what a a great spokesperson you've become because you, even though you didn't serve in the military yourself, uh, you certainly come from a military family, um, Dennis, but you've sustained um, substantial injuries in, in your life through uh, an auto accident that, um, that you were involved in, but you've risen above the challenges. And that's what a lot of these men and women need to hear right now is to know that somebody and relate to somebody that's gone through their own challenges and you're using golf, again, as we talked about, as a tool or vessel to help them build themselves back up, both physically, mentally, and, again, spiritually. Um, what are some of the things that you're wanting to do uh, with the military and helping them to do some of those things? Oh, what am I willing to do? One word. Everything. You name it. If a military organization, if anybody in the military wants some help, I'll do it. I'll try my darndest, and just doesn't have to be back out. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things out there that I've experienced, that I've accomplished, that I can help them with. Yeah, right. it doesn't have to be about golf. I, I helped out something about that three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, that blew me away. It was called an adaptive golf clinic. Adaptive golf clinic. Right. I'm giving to a, a lesson to a lady. Her first name was Cadence on the putting green. She was very good. <laughs> and then I asked her, well, do you want to hit a golf ball? And she basically says, I've never done that before. Cadence is in a wheelchair, a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So I was ready. I had my impact bag that A.J. Bernard introduced me to a long time ago. I had my Ben Hogan <laughs> wedge. I said, okay, now just take this <laughs> and just hit the bag. And she didn't know how to hold a golf club. She didn't know how to right. hold a golf club. So I just showed her a nice basic overlap grip. And she starts hitting a golf ball. So I just woke up into my teaching mode, and I said, hey, just remember the last time you used the broom to sweep the sidewalk. 
Now, let's pretend mm-hmm. there's a leaf stuck in a crack. Just use that golf club as a broom and get that leaf out of the crack. She does it. She hits the impact bag, and she smiles at me. And she says, Dan, it can't be that easy. <laughs> Oh, it amazed me. It amazed me. Then I give a lesson to a good friend. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say that, you know, that that really epitomizes everything that we're talking about right there is when you're able to show somebody who has um, a set of their own challenges really how easy golf can be with just, uh, you know, a little bit of guidance and a little bit of help. But uh, go ahead and and go into your, your next story. Now, let's go back to Caves for a second. Caves is in a wheelchair. And I'll tell you what, she's a beautiful woman. Finally, she asked me, she said, Ben, how old are you? I said, Caves, I don't talk about that kind of stuff. By the way, I'm 65 years old. You know, she looks like she's like, <laughs> yeah, 45, 50 tops. And what she said to me with that beautiful smile, she said, Ben, you got me by a year. Whoa. She broke her back uh, maybe 40, <laughs> 50 years ago. She's been in a wheelchair that long. Right. And she's, she's never tried mm. to play golf. And there she is, just smiling, just smiling, just smiling. So I give Brett Lang a lesson with the impact bag and all. He, he's got a great move, a great move. He hits the ball great. He was ran over by a car, similar to me, about 10 years ago. 10 years ago. This guy is smooth. He's smooth. All of a sudden, something catches my attention. My brain still works. About three mats down, this guy's hitting, he's hitting like a wedge, hitting a beautiful wedge with a little draw on it, my favorite shot, draw. Then he's hitting an 8-iron, the same trajectory, hitting it solid. Then a driver, he's nailing it. He's nailing it. This man's name is Dan Aldrich. What's so special about him? Well, one arm, one hand. Right arm and right hand. I'm amazed. I just walk up to him, basically get face to face. I said, Dan, you have a natural athlete written all over you. What the heck happened? He went on to explain that he was in an accident. When he was about 18, he lost his arm and hand. He was recently had been in a long drive contest. So I asked him the obvious question. I said, Dan, did you win? So that then I didn't win. He came in about fourth or fifth place. He hit the ball only, only 263 yards. Wow. He said that. He said that. I was on a knocking on the door of another brain seizure. Whoa. I mean, 263? 263 with one arm and one hand? Yeah. Amazing. You know what's interesting about that, um, Dennis, is, you know, here you've got somebody who also has, you know, has been dealt with some challenges and yet they're able to go. I mean, I know people that for, you know, for most of their life who have tried to play and, and master golf and 
cannot hit it that far with two good hands and good, two good arms. And it just goes to show you that if you have the, the grit and the determination, regardless of what you're faced with, you can overcome them and get out and enjoy something. And, you know, you mentioned a few min- minutes ago about adaptive, uh, adaptive golfers. And, of course, I've had, um, and I'm sure you've come across her through social media, but uh, Gianna Rojas, uh, who uh, heads up an organization of adaptive golfers here in the U.S., and one of the things that she talks about is about not just the military. People don't realize that in addition to many of the service women and men that have been injured in deployment, um, there are literally millions of, you know, hardworking Americans, if you will, who have also had were maybe born, uh, you know, missing a hand or or uh, some other, uh, you know, uh, challenge, and never thought, just like this uh, young woman that you talked about a, m- a moment ago in the wheelchair, never gave it a second thought to try. Didn't think that they were able to get out and play golf. So it just goes to show you that no matter what challenges you may be faced with, much like the challenges that you were faced with a little bit later in life, that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And I like the fact that you're out there talking about it, uh, not just through social media, but you're actually physically going out there and meeting people who have their own sets of challenges and trying to help them overcome them uh, using some of your own experiences and others that you've come across. And I like the fact that uh, you're doing that. And something else too, um, Dennis, that I want to move into, uh, you know, we we talked a little bit about the military, um, but you also... Uh, there's another issue which has become a big issue in America right now, and that, of course, is drug abuse. Uh, it's a serious right. issue, uh, and you want to be able to help others realize their way out of that drug abuse and begin on a, on a healthy road to healing, and you're, again, using golf uh, as one of the tools and vessels to, to do that. And it really does take uh, – golf does help take your mind off uh, the negative and lets you sort of get into a flow, if you will. And uh, it encourages a healthy lifestyle and a positive way of life, as you've come to know it over your years of playing. And you want to be able to uh, have people reach out and, and, and uh, ask for help in, in that situation as well. Um, first and foremost, why is that uh, area important to you? And uh, why have you decided to sort of take on that challenge as well? Well, drug abuse, that's a tough one. Uh, about nine months after I had my thing being ran over, I lost a niece to drug abuse. A few years before that, a nephew. In 2006, a very good close friend, drug abuse. Now, uh, my niece, I lost to drug abuse. Her sister now works for a drug rehab center in Philadelphia. That's amazing. So, you know, I'm just doing my thing. So what the heck? Now, how can I help people with a drug abuse problem? I can talk to them. I can meet them. I've read this a million times. Golf is a pure and perfect game. It's a game. Right. It's a game. We play it. Why? For fun. It's a game. Give these people who have drug problems something else to do, something else to think about. They don't have to be hanging out with bad, bad people, getting their drugs, doing this and that. There's plenty of other things to do that are fun, 
that are productive, that could be help their families. Yeah. Yep. I could, I could talk to people. You you get a thousand people in the assembly hall. I could talk to them about this. No problems. Right. That's, and, that's one of, and you know that's, that's that, one of the that's one of the things I plan to do. Right. And and again, this is something that even though you personally um weren't involved in it, you've had family who have, have unfortunately um had had some uh, tragedy uh with that as well. So obviously it's another area that's very sensitive to you uh, and and touches your sensibilities. And I think this is a, a great thing that you're doing by reaching out and offering to reach out because again you you've had some uh personal uh experience with family members who have been dealt this uh and and I look at it as a, as really as a disease it's it's a uh very debilitating it's become a huge epidemic uh in the United States right now especially with the opioid addictions and I know that uh there's been a lot of talk in Congress not about doing things um but you're you're sort of approach, approaching it, if you will, at a little bit of a grassroots level by offering to, you know, to reach out based on some of your understanding of it and using, again, golf to, to sort of divert their attention away from the negative uh, aspects of it. Because, uh, you know, people certainly need, and, and I don't want to, let me just put a disclaimer here, Dennis, so that people understand, you know, we're certainly not uh, advocating that people don't get proper treatment and, and, and that involved if, if they're having issues with drugs. But sometimes people need to be taken out of that environment and put into a different environment to be able to overcome that. And as you, uh, again, very eloquently pointed out, golf is a game. It's something meant to have fun. There's certainly some challenges in there uh, to get the juices flowing, if you will. Um, but golf mimics life in so many ways. You're, you're dealt with different ups and downs, and, but it's meant to be fun and enjoy, uh, you know, and, and have some enjoyment in it. So I think it's a great thing that you're doing by, by reaching out uh, to those that maybe uh, suffer with drug addictions uh, to be able to offer them yeah. an opportunity to uh, find a different path, a life path. Go ahead. Hey, you know, and there, there's something a little bit significant here, too. As you just said, mm-hmm. you know, the, the young people, any people that have drug abuse problems or drug problems, you know, and they seek help, the help is there. There's a lot of great people out there trying to help them. Yeah, you don't. If you're in the medical profession or something like that, you don't have to, you know, get into the drug abuse thing. People are doing it for a reason because there's compassion there. They want to help. I'll be a little bit different. Yeah. I'll follow my instinct, and why will I be there? Because I have to be there. I want to be there. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and and again, this goes back to what we talked. Yeah, yeah. something recently just happened. Yeah, this goes back to what we were. Yeah, I've been in touch with a a lady by the name of Erica Chavez, and she is uh, associated with the Brain Injury of America California Association, and she's located very close out here, L.A., not that far away, and I've been in touch with her. And basically, I'm a bottom line guy. And I just told them, I just want to be at your next, you know, gathering, convention, whatever. And I want to tell them to everybody there. I want to help them. 
with all the stuff my brain's been through, just listen to me. Right. I'll tell you what. Given that opportunity, I'll get the job done. Erica's a very nice lady. Uh, they have some gathering coming up here uh, in June, which I will be at. And she's all, but this all, speakers all, all those spots are already taken. But she's already offered me a spot and something that happens the first of the year in January. And I will be doing that. I mean, just think about Very the, good. just think about how perfect that would be. I mean, sure, you can have doctors. Sure, you can have psychologists. Sure, you can have neuro people and all that stuff. But think about somebody who's gone through it and came out the other side of the right. tunnel. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And, you know, it's, I always equate this, you know, I know a lot of people who are counselors, uh, and, and in my opinion, some of the best counselors, whether it's a, a school counselor, whether it's a, a psychiatrist or what have you, um, there's a lot of good ones out there. But most of the, in my opinion, most of the best ones out there are people that have gone through their own issues or circumstances and have come out the other side because they can relate to people that they're dealing with. I mean, it's very, uh, I understand that there's an education component to it and anybody can, you know, go out and get degrees and things like that. But if you've never experienced um, things su- such as what we're talking about here tonight, it's very difficult uh, to be able to relate to somebody that's going through that. So you're right. It's, you certainly need to have the, a clinical aspect. You need to have doctors and, and physicians uh, certainly at these different events to speak. But I think nothing hits the message home more than somebody who's actually personally experienced some of the things that they're going to be talking about at these events. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and I know yeah. that, again, um, you know, uh, I want to throw this in there because obviously this is a golf show. And I know that you're using golf in a, in a lot of ways, not just with the military, but you're using it as well uh, in, in, in drug abuse. Uh, but you're also, um, in addition to that, you just want to help anybody that really wants to help with it. And so for those that want to get in touch with you, you've, you've created a website to allow them to do that. And I'm going to give you a few moments to talk about that. Uh, of course, the website is www.dennisjordangolfusa.com is the, the site. And I'll read it out again um, uh, at the end of the broadcast. Um, but, you know, for those that maybe would like to have their uh, swing analyzed, um, they can send you a video and uh, you'll help them make it better. Uh, obviously, everything from the sh- yeah, everything from the short game, the long game and uh, is, is not a problem, as you put it. And uh, they can send it out to you and and uh, help them make it better. So tell a little bit about that, what, what it is you're trying to do there. Well, the first thing I do there is I can sell my great DVD and unique DVDs to the public. That's number one. Number two will be to contact people who want me to do a little video tutorial on their golf swings. And number three will be business, military, Christianity, and drug abuse. There will be a link to my website. Those topics are already talked about briefly on the website. So, you know, I've got, I've got two goals left in my life. And I've always nailed my goals, not 100%, but I've nailed a lot. Number one is take care of my family. And number two is to help others. Right. You know, 
I'm a firm believer that 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 those have that have been given much, whether it's through their own um, accord or whether it's they've been blessed. Um, I believe that um, we need to give back, and and I think really this is what you're trying to do. And you know, I look at it this way: things don't happen in life for um, for for just any old uh, reason. Sometimes things happen for a purpose, and you know, you've had an opportunity to be able to use something that. Uh, potentially was very tragic uh, in your life. I mean, you know, as we touched on earlier, I mean, it, it literally could have cost you your life, but obviously there was a, a greater plan uh, in place and you've now um, recognized that and decided to do something about it. And in the process, you've been prepared ahead of time before that all took place by your business instincts to be able to go out and get the job done at, at uh, you know, a- any opportunity that, that has uh, been arisen over the years. So now you're able to, to sort of pull that all together, all of those resources, all of that knowledge that you've used over the years, and sort of pull that together to help others out there. And that's really what your, uh, your life goal and life mission is now. It's not out there really so much to, to go out there and, and develop a new career, as, a, as opposed to really giving things back. And, and I, I said to you uh, earlier off air before we went on that we were going to talk a little bit about your DVDs. And uh, just let me read this out, uh, uh, Dennis, and then we'll, we'll continue the conversation. Um, obviously, Dennis wants you to buy the DVDs. The Golf Dude in the Basement, as I mentioned before, as he's affectionately known as, uh, is a series of episodes which follows uh, Dennis's life uh, and love for the game and personal experience and instruction gained from some of the greats uh, including Ben Hogan, A.J. Bonner, uh, Mr. Eddie Marins, Jackie Gleason, uh, PGA great uh, Gary Player, uh, Art Carney, and, of course, PGA pro Mark Eccles. Uh, it's an extra, uh, extraordinary story about golf, living life to the fullest, and rising uh, against difficult challenges, all uh, for the love of the game. And as you put it earlier, Dennis, golf is a pure and perfect game. Um, so he wants you to uh, certainly get uh, copies of the DVDs. Uh, I think they're great. I've, I've watched them, and, and uh, a lot of great information there. And he shares a lot of heartfelt stories about his journey in life uh, on there and some of the experiences that he's uh, gotten from some of the men uh, and, and that that I've just mentioned here uh, a moment ago. And those can all be uh, purchased through the website. But talk a little bit more about that. Um, what, what prompted you to put those DVDs together? Why did you decide to do them? <laughs> You know, to quote a buddy of mine in Roanoke that I've known for 40 years or 45 years, I don't know. (laughs) I just got to a point in my life where I I want to do something special. Yeah. And it's all traumatic brain injury stuff and things like that. Yeah, I just lost some memory. I lost some memory. So why in the world did I stop what I was doing and just start doing what I was doing in the basement, creating these two great and unique DVDs. You know, it's just something I wanted to do. Specifically, you know, as I've told you before, it amazes me. I watch one of my DVDs just every now and then. Every now and then. There's one reason. (laughs) It just nails me in the brain. The things that I have forgotten completely right. about. One example was Lieutenant Commander Bob Wilson. Now, what the heck did I do? Right. I found the man. He is now doing okay in New Hampshire. I sent him both the DVDs. I got him on the phone. I say, Bob, what did you think? What did you think? 
I'll never forget what he said. He said, Dan, you are a hoot. <laughs> a hoot. A man with two metal legs calls me a hoot. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and you know what's what's interesting about the DV- yeah the DVDs that I, I just want to mention to the folks out there is you know there's a lot of obviously personal stories on there as well, but you you know you really um, in a lot of ways you know speak from the heart uh, about different things and some of the people that you've had the pleasure of communicating with and you've gotten to meet uh, AJ being one of them uh, obviously uh, Eddie Marins you've you've uh, been in touch with and obviously you reached out to right. Ben Hogan and, and he responded. Um, so, I mean, right. these are people that obviously meant something to you and you wanted to share some of the stories with that on the DVDs and they're certainly definitely, uh, entertaining as well. Uh, it's not just informative, but it's entertaining as well. And, and, uh, we want people to, uh, certainly reach out through your website uh, is where they can get it at Dennis Jordan, uh, is of course where they can, uh, get their hot little hands on it. They can order through that. Let me ask you about your golf game. Uh, I know that, uh, you, you get out there and you work hard on it. Um, right. what, uh, just for the folks that are tuning in, we got to, we got to throw a little bit of golf in the, in the conversation tonight. Sure. Um, so sure. talk about just a little bit about some of the things that you're doing, uh, to, to sort of help your golf game. That's good one there. Uh, I've got some lingering nerve damage, left leg, about 80%, about 20% my right leg. So I'm working on that. Now, how do I work on it? I try around the block every day. I hit golf balls every day. I've got a nice little practice area net set up in the backyard, and I just do my thing. Yeah? And I have a little, I have a grass area backyard. I hit little pit shots, chip shots, you know, stuff like that. You know, and I just, I can't see where the ball's going, but I know when I hit it well. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Right. Yeah, so I just do my thing, just trying to hit my my favorite shot, which was always, always a tall draw. I was just out I was out back this morning and I have a great uh Hogan gap wedge I took out there and I just tried hitting little knockdown pitch shots with it. I mean, I'm t- I gotta tell you what, I fell in love again with Mr. Hogan. Woo. It's a Cardinusty Gap wedge. I'll tell you what. Carnoustie. I was driving home the other day. Uh, oh, I was with Joe Groman yesterday at a kid's seminar, driving home with Brett Lang. And Brett said to me, yeah, that's on my bucket list. I'm going to play St. Andrews one day. And I said, just wait a minute, dude. Wait a minute. If you and I are going overseas, we're playing Carnoustie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course, that's you know, Mr. Ben Hogan. One of the, he only played a right British Open. He won the baby doll. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, definitely one of a kind. That's for sure. And and um, you know, it, it's great that you've been able to share um, that uh, that story and, and your experience uh, with Ben Hogan uh, on your DVD. And that's something for those of you tuning into the show tonight. Um, that's in itself uh, a great reason to pick up the DVDs. And, and you can do so by going to uh, Dennis's uh, new website, and that's something else you're very proud of. You've, uh, and I've been on it, of course, uh, not only uh, to prepare for tonight's show, but uh, to get some information, but just to uh, have a look at it, because I know it's, it's recently been launched here in, in the last uh, little bit. 
and I know you're very proud of it, and you should be. It's uh, it's a good website, and there's going to be more things added as you go along. But uh, it's it, you've done a good job so far in, in having it uh, put together. So um, definitely uh, for those tuning into the show tonight, uh, go and, and learn a little bit more. But uh, if you're interested in getting copies of uh, the DVDs, you can reach out through uh, and purchase them through Dennis's website, and it's DennisJordanGolfUSA.com. Um, Dennis, we've got to we've got to wrap it up. Uh, here in, in just a moment or two, but I want to give you some uh, opportunity to share some final thoughts of of uh, what you see happening down the road and, and what you want to accomplish um, at this stage in your life. Well, going down the road, I want to help people. I do want to play competitive golf again. That's two things right there. To all your listeners out there, you get to my website, you don't have to buy anything. That's not my primary reason. I prefer more right. to communicate with you, just to communicate. My phone number's there. I believe my email address is linked. I'm not sure I'll check on that. You know, I'm on Facebook. You know, I'm all over the place. <laughs> you know, social media. <laughs> I, haven't figured, yeah. I, haven't fig- I haven't figured a lot of it out, but you can find me. And I just want to communicate with you for several reasons. Right. Number one... I can help you all in a lot of different areas. It doesn't have to be golf. Golf is great. Right. It's a it's a game. A game. Life is not a game. Life is serious. Thank you, Tim. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, my friend. And uh much continued success on, on your journey and uh I know we'll continue to uh, communicate and and I want to thank you, Dennis, for um, not only reaching out to me over the last year um, and sharing not only your story with me but with my audience. And I think it's a great one. It's, it's certainly filled with with much inspiration. And I love the fact um, that you're taking that opportunity of, of something that that happened to you that was very personal and very uh, difficult at times, and still continues to be difficult sometimes, um, and rising up to the challenge of not only helping yourself uh, get better and, and get stronger each and every day. Um, but now you're using the many tools and gifts and talents that you've been given in your life uh, to be able to help others and reaching out to not just in the military and, and those that maybe uh, are challenged with drug abuse, but just anybody in, in general um, that wants help. And I like the fact uh, that you've uh, also used uh, golf as, as one of the ways to do that. So thank you, Dennis, my friend, for, for doing that. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you very much, Ted. Thank you very much. All right. You're welcome. Well, have a good evening, and I'll, I'll chat with you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was my very special guest tonight. Uh, a little up and close and, and personal, if you will, uh, Dennis Jordan, the uh, golf dude in the basement. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, very interesting story. And, and I know we didn't talk a lot about uh, golf techniques tonight or solve anybody's hook or slice, but uh, I thought it was a very important story to share because, uh, and and as I said, when he was on a little while ago, uh, about eight months ago, uh, we shared a little bit about this, but I wanted to kind of give you an update of of some of the things that he's doing because I think it's it's very important. And and it's just a great way to show you that, um, again, what this industry can do and, and is doing and people that are using the game in so many ways to help other people out there. And uh, Dennis is just a a very inspirational story. There's a lot of 
As we talked about earlier, there's a lot of people in the military that have come back from deployments. And I just want to say first and foremost to all of the men and women listening uh, out there, uh, we want to thank you uh, for your service and your courage and your bravery. Um, We know it's not easy um, out there and it can be very difficult and stressful. We just want you to know that uh, there are some arms back here in America that are willing to be thrown around you and and, and uh, embrace you and, and welcome you home. And for those of us in the golf industry, there are many of us out there that uh, are more than happy to to reach out and, and help you in so many ways. And uh, even if it's just to, to get out there and hit some balls on a driving range, just to, to let you have a little bit of fun and, and just uh, enjoy uh, some of the many uh, great things in life, just some great conversation. And uh, Dennis is doing uh, his part to, to do just that. Uh, again, if you go to Dennis Jordan um, Golf USA.com, it's his website. You can check it out. Uh, it's a great uh, website that he's put together. And uh, again, you can also uh, uh, purchase the uh, DVDs uh, through the website as well if you choose. Now, I strongly recommend it. It's very interesting, very entertaining. And, and Dennis is a great guy, and he's, he's reached out to so many people. So, um, on that note, I want to once again thank my very good friend, uh, the golf dude in the basement, Mr. Dennis Jordan, for joining me tonight in Golf Talk Live. And for those of you uh, who tune in each and every week, I want to thank you for faithfully listening, for, uh, literally from all over the globe. Uh, thank you for tuning into Golf Talk Live each and every week. And uh, I can't express enough the amount of pleasure and enjoyment I have of having a number of highly talented coaches, teach professionals, authors, and entrepreneurs just like Dennis uh, stop by. And it's really through their participation and guest appearances that have really helped to make Golf Talk Live a first-class show. Thanks to all the sponsors and supporters of the program. And uh, I will be back on Tuesday next week uh, with another great show on the women of golf with my good friend, LPJ professional uh, Cindy Miller. So make sure you tune into that. That'll be from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on the blogtalkradio.com network. Just uh, type in women of golf. Uh, and uh, for those of you that uh, want to come back next week here on Golf Talk Live, you know I'm going to be here. So uh, Coach's Corner will be returning back next week uh, in its entirety and uh, have another great guest to follow. So make sure you tune in. On that note, God bless everybody. Be safe for those of you in the south. Uh, I'm down here in Florida. Uh, There's talk of uh, a major storm maybe coming through the weekend. So for those of you in the southeastern part of the United States, uh, be careful, be safe, and make sure that you're stocked up with supplies if need be. Um, And I will see you next week here on Golf Talk Live. God bless everybody. Have a great week. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.